Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Psalm 100 is a very, very short psalm. It only has five verses. And so I I will not uh, belabor the psalm and try to stretch it out to 20 minutes for uh, this particular conversation. But it is an important psalm for several reasons. One reason is there are some phrases within the psalm that many have taken to be kind of a pattern or instruction for how to approach the Lord. In other words, um, in the content, there are words that some, and I would even say many, consider to be broad instructions for patterns of praise and worship. There's much joy and thanksgiving and praising and worshiping and so forth. But um, I'll point out these particular things that are considered by many to be like templates, essentially, for how we approach the Lord. The psalm itself, um, the author is unknown. The occasion is unknown. There is an ancient prefix. It says a psalm for giving grateful praise. And so this is a lot of gratitude contained within it. Let's listen to the five verses now. Psalm 100. A psalm for grateful praise. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So it is indeed a a psalm of grateful praise, as the the prefix tells us. It starts out um, with an invocation to the people or an exhortation to the people to shout for joy. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. And so we don't um, often hear shouts for joy in churches. But the psalmist um, exhorted the people of Israel in the day this was written to shout for joy, and it is certainly um, appropriate to shout for joy to the Lord. Approach the Lord with um, gladness is the next direction. Verse 2, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs. So once again, joy in verse 1, joyful songs in verse 2. I worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs. So if you're looking for some kind of um, a methodology of how to approach the Lord, uh, gladness and joy and gratitude are, are mentioned so far. Uh, these are things that the Lord appreciates. Verse 3, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And so David and uh, the Lord is my shepherd in Psalm 23. And there are many references, both in the Old Testament and the New, of the Lord as shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And so to call us the sheep of his pasture, uh, for the psalmist to word it that way, it is certainly theologically accurate for both the Old and the New Testament, for Christians and Jews alike. We are the sheep of his pasture. Now, this next verse is the one that 
many point to as being a, a sort of a instruction on how to to have a worship service. You know, friends, um, uh, I've been in many church services, many Christian traditions. I was raised uh, United Methodist. At one time, I was an elder in a Lutheran church. Uh, at another time, Mary and I were members of an Assembly of God church, and I pastor an independent charismatic church now that was founded by a Presbyterian minister. But all of these churches and all of the other churches and traditions, including Catholic churches that I've visited, have certain things in common. They have prayer, they have um, music, they have scripture reading, they have a message, and they close with prayer. And uh, the amount of of music, uh, the type of music varies, the amount of music varies. But that basic format, prayer, opening prayer, uh, music, another prayer, um, scripture, a message, and then uh, closing prayer with or without music, those are very common. But within the context of the musical portion of the service, there's a great variation within the different denominations. And so this verse 4 speaks to patterns of praise and worship, many believe. It says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise to his name. So two things are mentioned, um, thanksgiving and praise, uh, mentioned twice. Um, His gates and his courts are mentioned, and they're sometimes viewed as being two different levels or locations that we progressively enter in approaching the Lord. And so if it is indeed that way, his gates, in this example, would be more distant from the Lord than his courts. And um, referring to the tabernacle of Moses, there was indeed um, a curtained wall around the tabernacle itself, and there was a gate to go through that. And then the actual courts of the tabernacle were within the outer gates. And so um, if you want to approach it that way, as you're coming into a worship service, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. You might want to approach the Lord first by thanking him for everything that comes to mind, for life, for your family, for food, for health, for strength, for breath. Everything that we have uh, is worthy of thanksgiving to the Lord. So you enter his gates with thanksgiving, and then you enter his courts with praise, which would be a, a little closer proximity to the Lord. At this point, you're um, you're offering many of the words from the various psalms. You're, you're still expressing your gratitude, but you're um, expressing the Lord's greatness and who he is and the fact that he's our creator and all of the multitude of things that we praise him for. But if this is indeed a pattern, it's interesting. And then I guess from there, you would move on to worship in his presence, although that's not mentioned in the psalm. When we think of worship from a Christian perspective, we think of slow songs. The Bible actually means uh, to get on your face before a holy God when he uses the term worship. And so um, God's idea of worship and our idea of worship may be a little different. Of course, you can you can be on your face spiritually or in the natural or both. But um, worshiping God is um, definitely a much more intimate place than than just giving thanks and praise. Concluding the psalm, verse 5, For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. And so it's a, a very brief psalm, 
I want to read um, uh, the King James Version of it as well. A psalm of praise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Lord, you are worthy of our thanksgiving and our praise. And whether this is a a clue that you've given us for how to approach you, or whether it's just part of a a life lived as a, a follower of Christ and as someone who worships the living God, we don't know. We do know this, Lord. We are the sheep of your pasture. We do give you thanks for all that you are to us and all that you do for us. You are worthy of our praise all the days of our lives. Lord, we're grateful people. We love you. We thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.